0: You're tuned in to The Kitra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Keitra. Thank you for joining me today for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business. Today, I am speaking with Miss Felicia Fort, who is the founder and visionary behind One Step Closer Foundation, which is a great organization based in Washington, D.C. So, we're going to give her a moment. She's going to introduce herself, uh, give us her background, all that good stuff, and then we will continue to roll right into the interview from there. So without further ado, hey, Felicia, finally, 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 we've grabbed you and taken you hostage and brought you to do the interview. Finally, how's everything going? How are you today? Everything
1: is going well. Thank you for having me. Yes, we finally did it.
0: Yep, exactly. I'm glad to have you have you aboard and I truly appreciate your time as always. So I'll just give you a moment to give us a brief introduction and then we'll keep moving from there.
1: Yeah. So my name is Felicia Ford. Thank you for having me. Uh, Style of business. I am really excited. I am. I like to usually give my visionary statement because I like to speak into what I believe I am already. So I am Felicia Ford, a, a successful entrepreneur with a growing corporation of professional trained tutors with expertise in mathematics and mentorship. I am an opportunity creator. I have managed to fund 30-plus high school students and college students' educational endeavors, support their academic college achievements, and promote STEM careers, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I am a healthy, safe, blessed individual who lives by the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. I am an individual who studies and practices to be an educational investor. I believe in supporting students' educational funds and tuition to get them all into college. I'm very spontaneous. I like to do a lot of traveling. I'm a daredevil. I love skydiving. I love doing crazy things that nobody want to do. I love traveling by myself. I like to consider myself a boss, but not bossy. And I go, to, I go by the quote that is said by Rita Pearson, who's an educator. Every child deserves A champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists they become the best they possibly can. And I also live by the quote by Maya Angelou, nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. That's Felicia Ford.
0: I tell you what, I was wondering if you were going to, because when you start talking about your spontaneous and you like to do different things, because when I got your book today, I was looking at that skydiving part. I've, you know how sometimes you you kind of expect in one thing and you get down to the, and you read, you know, I enjoy skydiving. And I was like, wait, you know, you flip the book back over. it's the same person. So it was one of those things that caught me by surprise. But yeah, I will not be joining you in that. Okay. So I like to keep my feet on solid ground. So I'm, I'm good. I will leave that to you. And so thank you, uh, for the introduction. That pretty much sums it up. And I know you, uh, do a bit of philanthropy as well, but let's, we won't go too far. Let's, let's, at least for right now, let's definitely start with one step closer, your foundation. And then I know you have the book that you wrote that, that came out earlier this year. Um, go ahead and give us a background in, in regards to one step why am I saying One Step Closer? I'm thinking a song in my head for some reason. But One Step Closer Foundation, give us an introduction on that.
1: Yeah, so it's five years old. I just We just celebrated our fifth year anniversary, um, June 25th, 2017. But One Step Closer, it started off as One Step Closer, Find the Fun in Math. It was a math um, tutoring organization to help individuals of all ages and all levels of mathematics find the fun and fascination in the study of mathematics. And then, you know, I was tutoring a lot of people because a lot of people are just so scared and fearful of the subject math. And I kind of got a sense of it, you know, when I started not only tutoring little kids, but also tutoring adults and they feel it's, it's a trauma, like it, they just don't want to touch it. And from there, I created a 501c3 nonprofit because I always wanted to give away, give, I wanted to become a philanthropist. So I created One Step Closer Foundation Incorporated with the mission to create employment opportunities, to limit educational debt and to strengthen academic achievements for all individuals who aim to move one step closer toward anything or toward the next big thing that awaits them. And from there, we started the money that we raised from our tutoring academic program. We then filtered it or funneled it to create five different programs um, within One Step Closer Foundation, such as the College Care Package Program, the Summer Externship Program, the Fort Scholarship Program, which we just this year in our 50th anniversary gave away ten thousand dollars to high school seniors going into college, and we held it at Temple University, which was a really big, great like thing that it was a blessing. And then we also do college tours. So all of these have an imprint of mathematics because you either you don't have to major in math to be a part of these programs, but you do have to have an imprint in mathematics, whether. You're taking a math course, you got a great grade on it, like anything with math. So you have to be a part of some level of academic mathematics to be a part of the program. But it started to just put, I knew that we couldn't really, you know, take away people's fear because the subject has to do with a lot of teachers. A lot of people, a lot of the students and adult students that I came in contact with, one of the reasons why they became fearful is be, one of the things was because of a teacher and you can't really go back and you're in track, but you can definitely change their mindset a little bit by making it fun and allowing them to change the way they think. So I've made the title one step closer came about in 2012 when I was in the Metro, just riding the train and. I was like, you know, you don't have to like be a hundred percent great in math, but if you just move one step closer to a goal, like you just completed one step, like you're doing one step to get better in math. That's when I took that and said, you know, you don't have to be the mathematics genius, but if you go from an F to a, a C, you did one step. So that that's where I kind of got the title from and I kept it
0: and went with it. That's great. That's actually amazing because I, I just kind of find it mind boggling that you're not already interested in math, getting people excited about things like the Pythagorean theorem. And I wasn't that math, you know, student. I absolutely hated math. Like I'm stuttering now, just even thinking about sitting in algebra two and stuff like that, all of those formulas. And, you know, so anytime that you can get people excited, we're not excited, but at least to the point where they're not wanting to take the paper and just throw it at you and walk out, you know, that's, that's definitely a good step. So that's perfect. Yeah. And and, and you said, did you work with, I know you work with the younger kids, but you also work with uh, adults as well, correct?
1: Yeah. So we range, the hot the the oldest person that we worked with was 77 years old. They were returning back to college. So that was like a really great wisdom opportunity.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and that's, that's actually, I mean, that's encouraging to see that people are, you know, at least interested in trying to learn these different formulas. And Tell us a little bit about your approach. Like, how are you actually getting those, your mentees, how do you gauge, or how do you get them interested rather? Because I know there's a lot of things that you have to do to hold their attention.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I always do first before we get into math is always, you know, just introduction of who they are. I want to get to know them, what they like. So once they tell me like their hobbies or something that really interests so us with boys is usually sports or clothing or electronics. And so we do a lot of different kind of tailor the work. If it's not just homework based tutoring, because that's kind of hard to tailor. But if it's just tutoring for an exam or for an assessment or just want an extra strength in like I can have my own flow. I don't have to follow the teacher's you know agenda. Then I tailor it to what they like. So we do a lot of activities based on clothing. We do a lot of math activities, you know, based on if they like art. So we, we kind of tailor it to what they like. And it it makes it not even think that they're doing math, but they're doing something that they enjoy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you uh, about your background in math. Have you always enjoyed that subject? Were were there other subjects that you were interested in when you were in school?
1: Yeah. So that was the subject that I scored the highest on out of everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know know the other kids were probably you probably one of those kids that, you know, everybody else is barely making it through and you come and you know, from the teacher's desk with 190s and I definitely can imagine how that was for you but math out of all subjects uh, what about science were there any other subjects that you enjoyed aside from math?
1: Yeah I really love chemistry that was like the main science that I really got into and I also got into physics but like biology and all those other it was went over my head (laughs) and we were cutting open frogs and I was like I don't want to do this so (laughs) So yeah, chemistry came easy and physics came easy, but math just one of the things that
0: was amazing. It, obviously, yeah, and I you know, definitely the foundation behind your business model, so that's important. And so you guys been in business for well, not a business, but you you officially uh launched a few years ago, 5 years ago, I know you said you started. You have the foundation. Now you're getting into the mentorship program to where you're doing tours, you're really kind of taking this thing by the horns and then you launch or you um, start writing your book, the mentor model tools to building and sustaining a mentor mentee relationship long-term. Let's talk about that for a bit. Go ahead and give us a background on how you came about to creating the book and the content for it.
1: Yeah. So intertwines also with the business model because the model is mathematics through mentorship or mentorship through mathematics. So it's still like builds in that mentorship perspective when it circumvents mathematics. But personally, I didn't get a mentor into college, and, you know, I was always volunteering with mentoring organizations, and the first experience that I did have was when I was 19. I was, like, a sophomore in college, so I'm from New York, so, you know, for the summer breaks, you go back home, or for, you know, the spring breaks, you go back home. I paired with this mentoring organization, and you have to meet the student at her school, at her high school, and, like, during lunch, so for one hour— And that sometimes I would miss it or I wouldn't be serious. And the connection kind of like went away. So I felt that I failed like at this first opportunity of being a mentor. And I didn't know. And we had I didn't really take the the chance to get to know her or to get to know her family, because if she didn't come to the program and I came, like it was like I waste money. I felt very, you know, you should have called me or if she came because she has to be there because of school and I didn't come and everyone in the program has their mentor and she's by herself, you know, I could have communicated with her better. So that incident and that relationship experience, it hurt me because I was like, oh my God, I failed her. And I don't know what she's doing to this day. We lost contact from that, but, and that was years ago, but you know, it kind of, put a dent in my heart. And then I said, when I, if I get into another mentor organization, I'm going to take this thing really, really serious. And then with my college mentor, I felt I knew that she gave me also, like she was there for me. So I was like, okay, this is how it looks. Like she communicates. She says if she's not available, like she's not perfect. You know, I got, I started to see different sides of her because she was a faculty member in math and I needed someone to guide me in math, because every time I said I wanted to go to college and major in mathematics, they would just pivot me toward the subject, I'm mean, toward math education, which, which is becoming a teacher. And even though I went to a teaching high school, I just didn't want to be a teacher. I got the experience through internships throughout the four years of high school. And I just like, I'm not about to teach these bad kids, they killing people. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not doing that. It's something else you can do with a math degree. So being under her wing and she's taking me under her wing, she kind of gave me a sense of what else there was and educated me that there were other industries and other career opportunities other than teaching. And I had to educate family members because they didn't think it was any. And, um, you know, from there, I joined another and even in college, it was peer mentoring. So I got into that and I got into like, you know, when you're upperclassman, you mentor the Lord. Freshman, So I got into that. And then as when I graduated, I joined a mentor organization in D.C. And I fell in love with these kids. And I had them for seven years now. But you see the transition and you see how their mindset developed. And you build a relationship that is more than anything that anyone can possibly explain. And it's a trust builder. And then you see that the parents are now, you know, happy because you built their relationship with the child because through you, through the, through the mentor, they learn more about the child because the child don't open up to the parent as much. And so it's like a three-way triangle that everyone's connecting dots and building relationships. And it's just amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's perfect. And I, you know what, you, you just made me think of something uh, when you're talking about, uh, You know, the, your college mentor and how you also served as a mentor, uh, to a young lady when you were a sophomore. What do you think? How do you go about finding a good mentor? Like what, what is that person? Nope. I tell you what, not what they look like, but what type of person would that be? Like, say, for instance, somebody is listening right now and they, they're thinking, okay, uh, that's a great idea. Let me go and find a mentor. How do you, Figure out who would be a good mentor and where where's a like where's a good place to find these types of individuals?
1: Yeah. So first, for anyone listening, I would first say go to a you know, a mentor organization first. It's, it's two different types of mentoring relationships that you can possibly Go after, you go after informal or formal. So formal is through an organization, through a mentor organization like Boys and Girls Club, YWCA, like all these different, that has mentoring in their organization. Uh, but, and then that, that it's vetted, like the mentor is vetted through the organization first. And then you go through a matchmaking process. And the matchmaking process can be based off if you have the same, Interests in common, hobbies in common, career choices in common. Uh, you know, sometimes she like fashion or she like makeup. Then I just want to be like, I love her makeup. Yeah, I like the way she dressed. I want to go into fashion. She can lead me into that. But then you have the informal where there's no, you know, background checks involved because it's not through an organization. So if you have to really vet that person and. You know, you want to actually make the ask as a mentee, like you, that's what the book is also about to build up these mentees and say, you know, you have a choice too. So say if your parent likes somebody in the community and they see they doing a great thing and they was like, I would like you to be a mentor to my daughter. The daughter doesn't have to always agree. She can say, you know, she can also have the opportunity or the son can have the opportunity to vet that person that the parent is trying to pair them up together. And so you look for like career opportunity. You look for what do you have in common. So you ask questions and you, and sometimes you just observe the person because you want to have somebody who has a good listening ear, who doesn't come off as a parent because you get that already. And so if they just like, no, no, you should do this, you should, then that's not the person for you. Because you could just listen to your parent for that. Um, and then you want somebody who is available, right? If they schedule, if they never available to hang out with you, talk to you, or, you know, they worry about their own life, which is, you know, fine. That means they're just not the right fit for you at the moment. You know, they're, you want somebody who's available and you want somebody who has an expertise in a particular field, or as that is knowledgeable about something that you really, you know, want to get into because the benefit or the actual important part of a mentor you don't just want you want somebody who's knowledgeable and expert in something because we all want to be successful you don't just want to pick somebody off the street who's not really doing anything with their life they have great sneakers and they dress nice but you want somebody to take you to the next level as far as to be successful because oprah winfrey as i always call her too you know that every successful person has had a mentor right? So you want somebody who can show you and model that. So you don't just want to just pick
0: anybody. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. And before you launch One Step Closer, let's talk about how you went about forming and creating the concept. We know it's based in math. We know that you had these different resources uh, at your disposal that you kind of brought together to create your organization. But tell me about how you went about building your foundation and getting it up off the ground.
1: Yeah, it was totally, totally hard. And it's still being built, right? Five years is still young. But I started first by, you know, believing that I am an expert in the field. (laughs) Even though I came out with a bachelor's degree and I was also going, I was, I started when I was in my master's degree, master's program. But I knew that I had to go in knowing that I was an expert in this. And then you have to go in knowing what level can you target? Right? because if you can't do calculus well, then you shouldn't say I knew calculus. Or you could do probably multiplication and all those other algebra and stuff like that. But so you have to be honest with yourself and say, what level do I go up to? And then you start with just advertising and marketing your own self. So I, it's been a one-man show for a while, which is me, and I always speak we. So I, anybody asks me, oh, you know, how's one self? I said, we're doing great. You know, we, 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 oh, we started this, we did that. And it's always been me, <laughs> But you know you speak that, and um, I was working full time as a manager, and I was going to school full time, and then I started one step closer. And you know, people are like how you do that. But I, I love planners, and I love knowing that it's twenty four hours in a day, and it's so much time. So you just have to mobilize and monitor your time, and it's definitely. You know, something you, anyone can do. And then, you know, I just started going to different outreach events like educational fairs. Sometimes people say you have to pay for a table, but I always approach it with what do you need help in? What are some ways I can volunteer? Here's some information that is really, really helpful. You know, a lot. I always give statistics. I have always been given statistics about the importance of math and how DC schools on um, this average. Or this pace in the mathematic curriculum and how, you know, you can use this assistance. And then I started to go into libraries. But just getting my first client, I just spoke to people and said and passed out my business cards and said, I know you have a daughter and I know they're not a genius. So here's the card.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you were proactive. You (laughs) were were out there advocating for yourself and for your business. So it's self-promotion. I mean, look, look where it's gotten you to this point.
1: Yeah, and I was also just advocating because I know, if first of all, the percentage is low. So even if your daughter is having 100 on every test, the overall percentage of you US students in math is really, really low. So anybody can use the extra assistance
0: in math. Exactly. Yeah, no, that, I certainly agree with you there. And as far as your, your entrepreneurial journey, um, with the mentorship, uh, the program, the book and everything, did you ever imagine that you would one day be connecting people through mathematics like out of, <laughs> out of all things you know a lot of people okay well i'm going to connect with people through my music through my art through my fashion math out of all things like did you ever envision that at all
1: i kind of did because since i was little out the first thing i was doing was tutoring my sisters and you know getting them on the same level that they should be on in math and i always that was just the thing I was really, really good at at the time. And I just always spoke about it. So I think so. They always say use your strength. So that, that's something. that
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine. That's definitely key. You got to use what you got. What do you enjoy most though? Like, What do you enjoy most about being an entrepreneur?
1: One of the things I enjoy most is that sometimes you don't know everything and you mess up but you just have to keep going so like one time for an example i was tutoring a student and i came across a question you know they have new math and i'm like what I came across a question and i was like how do you answer this and i said well why? i don't know this off the top but one of and i told that to the student and you know at first they get like what you don't know (laughs) so how do you expect me to know the things they seen me do was I said, well, let's move on to this, the next question. I want you to at least try that. But they see me continue to approach the question, even when I told them I didn't know it. And when I came out to knowing it, they were really impressed that I still, I didn't just quit and say, well, we're going to skip that question. No, they see me crying and it taught them to not give up too. So that, you know, sometimes my falls quote unquote, in front of a client or anything can be a motivation to someone else. So I really like that about entrepreneurship. You don't know everything.
0: You don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you reading um, what what types of uh, I know you mentioned that you attended the outreach events when you were first, you know, getting one step closer up and running. But are you reading anything that helps with productivity or even with maybe business marketing or anything like that? Any resources that you can share? I'm really big at
1: reading. But as far as. Like I read Parachute, What Color Is Your Parachute? That was a really good book. It kind of gave me a sense of, you know, just organization and knowing what you want. And I read a lot of books that speaks about pitching and getting to the yes of your clients so they can say yes to whatever business opportunity that you're trying to present to them because it helps. And I also read books that speak about changing your thinking process. Because sometimes when you feel like your clientele is low or your business is moving slow, you have to. And in the book that I wrote, The Mentor Model, it speaks that sometimes a mentor is not usually a person. It's a book that you read because it, it pushes you to the next level. So some of the books such as Getting to the Yes and Changing the Way You Think, that it helps with a mind shift. And it kind of gets you moving once you finish that book. Right? It gets you on the next level.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree with you. Um, there. And speaking of, you were talking about just kind of expanding your knowledge base and getting more information on, you know, sales and, and clients and things like that. Social media, because I know that's how, you know, you and I connected initially. How has that helped bring awareness to what you're doing in, in terms of, uh, you know, just trying to help kids find math as, as useful and, and something that they can conquer and, you know, use?
1: It has helped a lot. See, it has helped a lot on the adult side and people who have children. But for those who, for the, it has to help with me connecting with youth because I'm not on the same platforms that they're on. I'm not on Snapchat and all these other new ones, but it has helped me connect with the parents and sometimes adult students. So it has really been beneficial at that. And then it's also helped with a referral request. So most of my clients now on a referral basis, I don't necessarily, unless I, if I'm promoting something else. I don't have to, like, promote the math because there's always a lot of referrals that come in. So, like, if I didn't have a couple of outreaches for the whole month, it's mostly referrals that are still coming in.
0: Yeah, social media is definitely, I know, you know, some people complain about not being able to keep up with the platforms. But if you do a six-month campaign or just networking and connecting with people, you can definitely reach any sort of sales goal, or even, you know, just meet new people and learning new things. I mean, there's a lot of professionals and and uh people that are experienced in different industries that have been very helpful to even me, you know, to myself. So yeah, social media, that's definitely the way to go. And so before we get ready to wrap up, Felicia, I need you to give us two key components to... Your success or entrepreneurial success, or anything that you think would be uplifting or inspiring to those that are listening
1: today—definitely, get a mentor. Is worth it, even if you don't think it's not. It really is. It changes the trajectory, changes your mindset. It helps. It pushes you when you don't have nobody else to push you. Even if you have your a great parent that's backing you up, it's also good to have a mentor because there's certain things that you want to connect with outside of your uh, biological family that you can definitely connect with a mentor. And one of the things that I always say to myself is that there's 24 hours in a day and you don't want those 24 hours to go by without you at least trying to do something that you wanted to put your heart into. Like I was saying last month, all social media platforms, I kept promoting the ninth month, meaning it's birthing season because we all know in the ninth month, the baby's due. But I was speaking that your vision is due, like stop holding it, stop trying to push it to the next month. It's due season. So you have to execute what you believe in it. I know sometimes we get scared, but all you need is that numbers don't really, like people always say, well, you know, I may not have a client, but you your first client. And that's how you have to go about it. Like as long as you believe in the product, then the rest will come because law of attraction is real. And the more you believe in something and you put it out there in a positive light, it will attract a lot of people.
0: Excellent. Yeah, no, I certainly agree. And I I tell you what, those are definitely some good, strong things that we should be looking at. mentorship, And then also just kind of utilizing the 24 hours that we have. And let me just take you back a couple of steps. In regards to the mentorship, I know you said go get a mentor. What about a coach? Because a lot of people are getting, you know, hiring the coaching and the consultants. But specifically with the coach, could a coach be a mentor?
1: So it's an alias, definitely an alias, you know, another term. But we have to also believe mentorship is free. And now if you're talking about a business coach, of course, you have to pay something. But a coach who's free and just willing to do those things. Yes, they are also considered a mentor. But when it comes to monetary fees, which is great, you have a great a business coach who wants to take you to the next level, but you have to just pay them. That's a business coach. But if you have a coach who's definitely not asking for nothing, who still wants you to succeed and go to the next level, then yeah, it becomes, it's a part of a mentorship.
0: Perfect. Yeah. You definitely cleared up a lot of questions in, in that area. So that's great, Ms. Felicia. And I appreciate it. And before you leave, let me ask you to give us, or just, I mean, I know you've given us a lot of different ideas and, and some great stuff as far as tips, but some advice on how to excel as an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, you know, I don't know, maybe you want to be an entrepreneur or thinking about entrepreneurship. What advice do you have?
1: Yeah. So one of my challenges is still, and is, but it's growing, is building a team, like People say, well, you don't have a team yet and it's coming, it's growing, but you don't want to just pick anybody. So even don't let the non, not having a team discourage you. Like you could still do it. You could still push your company out there without having two to three people behind you. As long as you're proactive and still being determined to put it out there, you just have to take the time to do it. But like I said, it is 24 hours in a day and you can split it up, you know, as much as possible, but don't let not having a team discourage you from pushing your business out. Because that's what a lot of people say, well, I don't have the people yet. No, but you have you. And that's for the last five years, I didn't have anybody. And now I'm building, to have an intern, I have a, you know, a side person who's really helping me now. But five years, raising money, doing tutoring, doing the college tours and doing the summer externship, which is the, the workforce program for high school students. I did that by myself. And yeah, I got people to volunteer to bring it together, but to execute it, I did that. And if I was wearing on a team,
0: (laughs) then it would not be done. Yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. All right. So do you tell us uh, more about any upcoming events that you might have and let us know where we can find more information on One Step Closer Foundation and your book, The Mentor Model.
1: Yes. So the next event is the Mentor Mentee Brunch, which is Saturday, December 2nd. It's brunch, it's workshops, it's great speakers, it's experts in the field, but it's just to give, like I said, the book is about long-term relationships, how to sustain your relationship. So this is an activity for the mentor and the mentee to come together during the winter time, because usually that's the time when the relationship laps and nobody want to come outside and there's nothing to do, or they don't think that there's anything to do. But here's one activity plus more tips that we're going to share that you could do with your mentor and your mentee. You could do, you know, with your mentor, you could do with your mentee together to still keep the relationship going strong. And so that's December 2nd. It's Anacostia Art Center, which is in Washington, D.C. So if you're in Washington, D.C., come by December 2nd from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Information is on social media and you can find me on Instagram at Felicia.Fort. You can find, you know, things about One Step Closer on Twitter. At one step closer 06 13 2012. And my website, if you're interested in mathematics, we do virtual tutoring. We do one on one, you know, face to face, intimate, but we do do virtual. So if you are in Houston, you can definitely get tutored. It's www.onestepcloserthenumber2.com. And to get the book, is also on the website. You can just go to the page book and you will find it. It's also on Amazon. You can just Go to the Amazon, put in the search bar, one, the mentor model, and it will pop up with beautiful, bright colors to fascinate your eyes. But it's <laughs> wwwonestepcloser slash book.html. You can find it there.
0: Perfect. Sounds good, Felicia. So I, again, thank you and truly appreciate you for taking the time to speak with us today and look forward to checking in and see all the wonderful things that you have coming up with the mentor model and One Step Closer. You're welcome. I'm, I'm All happy. right. You're welcome. Absolutely. Okay, well, we'll be checking in with you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Kitra's website updates, just log on to keitra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.